Yes, it's Monday. You know what that means. It's time to talk about ghosts with me, Kevin Eustace. Just like the intro said, I don't know why I repeat it. You know. Anyway, I hope you're all fantastically well, as us podcasters like to say. Do you know we all meet on a Wednesday night, every podcaster in the world, and we all say, have you all checked how all your listeners are doing? And we all go, yes, sir. And then they say, and have you sold many mattresses? No, sir. How about HelloFresh and Gusto Boxes? No, sir. Damn, we must improve our podcasting skills. That's what we all say at this weekly meeting. But I do hope you're all well. Have I been well? As I've just informed our Patreons, I've had eye issues. Yes, I found out that part of my eye isn't working. I won't go into detail, but let's just say he gave me some drops that I've got to use for life. That's fun, isn't it? It turns out I have a dry eye that can't be healed. So, you know, if you ever see me crying out of one eye, I'm not just half bothered about the situation. I just can't use the other. Anywho, moving swiftly on, we have an amazing show for you today. Yes, we do indeed. We have a little paranormal review, as I like to do now, that's coming up shortly, where I review so you don't have to. I've thought about that little sentence I tried to say. It doesn't make sense, does it? Because you don't review things. So it should be, I review so you don't have to buy and see if it's good or bad. But that's a terrible sentence. So I'm going to keep it too. I review so you don't have to. And then we all know what it means. And we, of course, have your listener stories, which are amazing and terrifying coming up. And, of course, Becca returns from her corner for quite a lengthy corner today. And full disclosure, although we do have a new mantra on the show of remaining paranormal throughout, there's a little bit of chatter within the Becca corner today. But that's just because it's Christmas and she's doing a few bits and bobs. And I had to grab her to do this. So we kind of talk about that as well. So... Other than that, shall we say hello to our wonderful Patreons as we like to do? Yes, I think we should. Now, when you sign up to Patreon, if you like the show, you like the sort of comedy effect, you like paranormal stuff in general, over at Patreon, you get two shows each and every week, each and every week. That's eight a month. One of those shows per week is me rambling, as you can tell I like to do that, about anything and everything under the sun. And the other show, which is on a Sunday, which has been released today, is a paranormal show. Yes, it is. Where we talk about spooky stuff. And it's a bit like this show, but a bit more informal, shall we say. And not only do you get those shows, you also get me. Kevin. Hi, I'm Kev. Singing your name. I make a little song up to say thank you if you sign up. Yes, I do. So go over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts and you get all of that and you get your name sung like I'm about to do now. The guitar is well and truly out and we need to say thank you to four new wonderful Patreons. Chrissy Ryan, Helen Gould, Zoe Ripe, and Gretchen Rach. And how do you say thank you? Well, to four people you say it via a Coldplay-esque song that you've just wrote and it goes like this. Gonna say thank you to newest Patreons Yes, I'm gonna There's Chrissy Ryan and then Helen Gold Not forgetting Gretchen Rage And Zoe Repay That's thank you to our newest Patreons and I'm gonna end it on a seventh. Edit it on a seventh. I made a part of the song. First time I've done that one. Anyway, thank you to you wonderful chaps. And don't forget, if you want to be part of the team, head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Because we really, really do. And now it's time for Kev's Paranormal Review. So you don't have to. 
Okay, it's time to review something, and it could be anything paranormal. It could be a film, a book, a video game, a magazine, an egg, because there are many paranormal eggs, don't you know? And uh, they're not, obviously. Talking rubbish. But what we're going to review today is a YouTube channel, and it's called Mind Seed TV. Okay. Now, I know that somebody's actually reached out this week, and I'm sorry, I forget your name immediately because I haven't got my phone anywhere nearby, but they said, thank you for recommending um, Uncanny with Danny Robbins. And it's good that I like that. That's the point of this, so that people who like the paranormal, like us, can go out and say, okay, I didn't know about that. I'll check it out. So I would suggest this week that you check out the video channel on YouTube called Mind Seed TV. Now, it's a bit controversial because there are also videos on there called Mind Seed TV Debunked. And there's commentary to say it's all faked and stuff like this. But if some of it's faked, it's done exceptionally well and still warrants an audience. I'll say that much. It's basically, it's like four or five guys from the US and they do it very seriously. It's so well produced. It's unreal. It's like a proper TV program. And they go out and do investigations around the country. And some of them are amazing. And even if you think that's blag. They go to genuine alleged haunted places, so you still get a little bit of knowledge there, which is good. And some of them, as I say, are amazingly done. Like, so much so, you're like, I don't see how you could fake that. Like, you're talking, there's one scene and one of them, like, three of them leave a room and go upstairs and you hear, hear a bang and they turn around and there's a couch against where they've just been. And there's, there's no possible, well, there is a possible way that it could be faked, but it's a very good channel. But I appreciate some of it you could be like, that's black. I've just watched a video on how fake it is. It's all bullshit. And you could be like that. But for me, I'm giving it two thumbs up. Because even with the the rumours of jiggery-pokery going on, good word, I still watch it religiously because I think it's good. It's good to have on and just glance. I put it on when I'm home working. <laughs> there you go. Now, you know, if you're working from home and you're doing something monotonous and you need a break every five minutes, it's good to um, just have a little glance and keep it on the side of your screen. It's great. I think it's really good paranormal entertainment. So, yeah, two thumbs up. About, if you're wondering, based on last week's review, when I was like, it's two thumbs coming from your waist as opposed to two thumbs in the sky. This is two thumbs about eye level. I think it's pretty decent. So go check it out. It's called Mind Seed TV. Mind Seeds, all one word. Put it in, search it in YouTube and you'll find it. And I think it's very good. Yeah, so go watch it. And like I say, and I'll say it on each of these, just in case there's new listeners who think, oh, well, he's getting paid to say that. I'm not. I'm genuinely not. I wish I was. But uh, I'm not, so there you go. So yeah, but do go check it out. I'm saying this as one paranormal fan to another. If you want some new paranormal content, go check out Mind CTV. I think it's worth it. Let me know what you think. But there you go. That's the review for this week. Mind CTV, two thumbs up. And we are back. And of course, we're back right into your listener ghost stories, which are amazing. Don't forget, guys, if you're sat on a ghost story, send it in, please. That was sounded very sincere, didn't it? It was. To contact at talkaboutghost.com, and I will read it out, for that's how this transaction works. So our first email today comes in from Julie, and Julie writes, Hello. Hello. My name is Julie, and I attended the University of Toledo from 2000 to 2004 with my best friend and her boyfriend. My boyfriend visited occasionally. Our dorm room was near the sports building, The Field House, a boarded-up building that hasn't been used in years. And this is Julie's story. I had heard ghost stories about the boarded-up field house and was mildly curious. For example, some of my friends had broken in and claimed to see a ghost janitor that told one guy, hey, you can't smoke in here, and one of the doors was mysteriously locked. One night, 
after a drunken Credence Clearwater revival sing-along in my dorm, my roommate, me and our boyfriends decided to break into the field house and investigate. My boyfriend was very open to seeing the paranormal, so we thought if anyone could tell us if it was haunted, it would be him. There was a loose board in the front, near the right corner, and we crawled through. Holding hands, my boyfriend and I slowly taking in the scene whilst the others walked quickly towards the back. We went inside very long when my boyfriend stopped, got a faraway look in his eyes, squeezed my hand and stared at the wall. Well, this freaked me out. I tried to pull him out of the momentary trance. He turned to me and described what he saw. A crowd. A crowd was in the stands at a basketball game. Everyone stopped cheering and looked at the hoop in horror. Something terrible had happened, and that was all he saw. I immediately broke free of his grasp and ran back to the board and crawled out so fast that I scraped my back. I've asked around and heard a rumour that the backboard had fallen on a player, but in my limited microfiche research, I didn't find anything. If anyone from the University of Toledo has any information on the tragedy that may have happened in the field house, please let me know. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. We have a ghost story, or should we say a psychic vision story, and a request for any information about possible tragedies within the field house at Toledo University. Am I saying Toledo right? I hope so. But there you go. So if anyone's listening and they're aware of that or want to do some research themselves, feel free and let the show know. I, in turn, can let Julie know, and we can find out if there's been some sort of spooky event that's gone on. Maybe, hopefully not, touch wood. Maybe it was precognition. God, wouldn't like to play a game of basketball in there. Anyway, thank you so much for getting in touch, Julie. Our next email I love, without even reading it yet. And that's because it's the first email that I'm going to read out. That's come from the beautiful country of India. So a big thank you to Pranav, and congratulations, Pranav. You're a first person from India to send in a story. So hello to all of our Indian listeners. Hello. And uh, Pranav writes, You may change a few sentences here and there if you don't like the grammar. I certainly won't. As in, I won't change, not I won't like the grammar. I'm sure I will. I still haven't told anyone this incident because I don't want it to happen again, even if by coincidence. Now that is a tease, I tell you, Pranav. Now let's get to Pranav's story. Many years ago, probably some six or seven years, I lived in my parents' house with my parents and sister. On this one day, probably at eight at night, suddenly the lights in the room I was in start to blink very much. I got scared. I ran out of the room like crazy. This had not happened before with any lights in the house. After this, myself and my sister were having a few chats and having some fun. When we were sitting in the room, I predicted, and I don't know why, that the door of the room that we were in would move back and forth. I don't know why I thought this, I just did. And to my surprise, it then did. The wind was non-existent. My sister and I were shit scared. Later, we both tried to take it off our minds and I thought it was maybe a jot, just one of those things, and I slept. It was raining like hell then, I still remember, and when I wake up in the middle of the night, I am off my bed and on the floor. Before I got up though, I saw rainbow spirals in front of my eyes, as if I was hypnotised and I could see my blanket in the other room, the room where the lights had been blinking like crazy. I could see that moving too. 
I could make it out as these rooms face each other. I didn't take the blanket after this and I'd sleep without it. After this, I had a very insane dream where everyone in the house or in the living room. The lights go out and a huge man comes in upon us with what seems like a sword. I was sweating like crazy after this dream when I woke up once again that night. Then in the morning, I shared this dream of the huge man with my sister, where she told me that even she had the same dream. I was terrified when she told me this, even though I was in the sunlight on the terrace. This seemed insane to me. And though I did not share all those incidents of the rainbow spirals and the blinking lights with my sister. But thankfully, I am out of the house now as I shifted my house during lockdown in COVID times. Later, I found out that the Vatsu of the house I lived in was exactly the way it wasn't supposed to be. And I got chills thinking how I managed to survive living there for five years. Thank you, Pranav. No, thank you, Pranav. What an amazing story. And thank you and well done for being the first Indian contributor to the show. Round of applause there. And hopefully not the last. So what a great story. Oh, by the way, for those interested, because I think it's pivotal to the story, um, the word that he mentions there where he says it was all wrong in the house, which I believe was Vatsu uh, or Vastu, one of the two. It means it's like Feng Shui. So it means like the spiritual flow of the house was all wrong is what he means there. So thank you very much, Pranav. I really appreciate you getting in touch. Yes, I do. Now, shall we have some more? Yes, I think we shall. We have a little email. It's a short, sharp, sweet email from Mary. And she writes in, Hi, I like the new music. Why, thank you. I like Becca's bit. You can see where this is going. Thank you. Um, she doesn't say anything bad. She just says, Are you not doing Week and Weird anymore? Good question. And not at the moment. We may bring it back in the future. Who knows? But thank you for asking, Mary. She then goes on to say this. A little tale of weirdness. This isn't really a story, but just something that happened to me. I got in my car after work and had a very, very distinct feeling someone was in the passenger seat. It was overwhelming. I actually got out and opened the back door to check the floor of the back seat. Nothing. It was such a strong feeling I kept glancing at the passenger seat as I drove home. It wasn't malevolent, but it was very much there. About halfway home, it left just gone. I don't know what it was or why it was there, but something was there. It never happened again. There you go. Thank you, Mary. What a great email to receive. I've said this many a time, and I truly mean it from the bottom of my heart. Sometimes the shorter the story, the more believable the story is. That doesn't mean that all long stories are fake or that I disbelieve them any less than I would any other. But what I mean is, like Mary's email there, a paragraph where it just says, so what? I opened this cupboard. Felt horrible and I shut the cupboard. I'm like, amazing. Why was that? Why did that happen? And that's exactly what happened there with Mary. And it makes me think, have you seen all these, um, definitely in the newer cars, there's these videos for like Tesla cars and things like that, where it, people are like driving through a graveyard and it says on the, like the warning system, be careful, there's a person to your right. And you're like, fuck it out, because there's not. I love all this stuff. So thank you, Mary. Short, but sweet and concise. I love it. So there you go. Another thing it proves is, you don't. Ha I'm doing a lot of popping on this today, as implosives. I do apologise. Um, yeah, but it, it proves that you don't have to have war and priest. War and priest. Now there's a novel. You don't have to have war and peace in terms of a paranormal experience in order to send it in. You can send in a paragraph. You can send in a few lines. If it's terrifying, Kev wants to know. And speaking of terrifying, let's continue with our final listener story of this week's episode. And this is from Hannah, and she writes, "Hello, I'm Hannah." 
Hi, I'm Kev. I love your podcast and thought I'd send in one of my stories. The story below happened in the West Midlands, Wolverhampton, to be precise. Why, thank you, and I love you too. I mean, I hope you're not a crazy stalker person, in which case I've never met you before in my life. But I do sincerely like your little opening gambit there. Thank you, Hannah. And we're going to listen to Hannah's story right now. When my granddad died in 1987, we moved in with my nan. The house was a large council house built just before World War II. It had been the family home since it was built, with my mum, the youngest of five, being born there. It was haunted. I don't mean people hearing noises. I'm talking about full-body sightings, smells, balls of light and non-human entities. I was already scared of the place before we moved in. There are years' worth of stories, but the one I'm going to tell happened just before we moved out and the one that still scares me today. The living room was large with three sets of double windows looking out onto the garden and a wood. No lights outside, so it was pitch black. I was by myself. My parents were removing stuff into our new home and had taken the curtains down. I'd pull the sofa down there to the TV and try to ignore the feeling of being watched coming from outside and the bottom of the room. I had three dogs with me, so cuddled up to them as the temperature started to drop. The lights were on as it was evening, but the light started to dim. The bulbs were fine, but it was as if something was sucking the light away. The three dogs became restless and started to whine. I was shivering both in fear and due to the temperature drop. I still hadn't looked behind me as I knew something was there. The dog startled the shit out of me by jumping up and racing to the bottom right-hand corner of the room. Teeth showing, growling and barking, trying to attack something I couldn't see. I started to cry at this point, knowing no one was due home for a few hours. I could feel the anger and malice rolling off what was ever in the corner. Trying to be brave, but feeling like pissing myself, I got up and turned around. The corner was darker and the dogs were snapping at something I couldn't see. I started calling to them to come away, but they wouldn't move. I'm not sure how, but I went right up to them and looked at the corner. What I saw was there and not there, if that makes sense. There was black smoke or water or both. It rippled up the wall and started to spread like waves on the ceiling. I felt bone-numbing cold. I could see my breath and could feel the evil coming off it, and I'm not sure how long I looked at it for. I knew I didn't want it to touch me or the dogs or to get too close. The next thing I remember, I was carrying the dogs out one by one into the kitchen. This was the least haunted place in the house and therefore a safe space. The dogs continued to growl and snarl at the living room door. I was hysterical at this point, and that's when the meter ran out. It was so dark I could barely see the meter cupboard which was just outside the living room. It was a pound coin slot one so I had to quickly put some money in it as there was no way I was staying in the dark in that house after that. I rang friends to see if I could go round to theirs but they all said no, the bunch of shits. I ended up sitting outside on a wall in the dark in December, freezing as I could still feel whatever was in the living room through the wall in the kitchen. I've never been more thankful to move house, until I realised the new one was haunted as well. I have 40 plus years of stories from that house, mine and family ones if you're interested.
Sorry for any grammar and spelling mistakes. Hannah. Hannah, there was zero grammar or spelling mistakes. And yes, don't sign off an email like that. Just do it. I would love to read and hear more about the house and your family stories. So yes, get to your laptop, start typing immediately and send me those stories. For that was amazing. It sounds like something I've seen on one of those YouTube videos, like one which was very convincing, actually, of like a black, smoky, liquidy substance that was eking in and out of a wall with some woman saying a prayer over it. That's what it sounds like. That's what I pictured. But that's amazing, Hannah. Thank you very much for getting in touch. Don't forget, guys, if you're sat on a story, send it in. Contact at talkaboutghosts.com. But for now, we need to head over to a corner of our own. And this one is slightly more scary because it's got a skeptic in it. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Becca. Okay, so it's my favourite time of the show, recently anyway. I'm with Becca. Hello. Lean in a bit more for us. You hate it when I... Hello. That's better. Um, How are you? I'm okay, how are you? I'm okay too. Uh, You've got a busy day ahead, haven't you? Yeah, a little bit. Because you were panicking because you don't have any Christmas presents or or you've got a little bit left to do but you're freaking yeah so i was freaking because i i don't not have any christmas presents i've bought plenty (laughs) no i've got plenty of christmas presents um but i hadn't finished it and i realized there's only one weekend between now and christmas and that one weekend i am busy the entire weekend yes what are you doing tell everyone what you're doing you lovely little angel (laughs) um i'm packing the hampers for um that that children's charity so the one that we've volunteered with before yeah and we did the sponsored walk for last year and i did the hamper packing last year as well um so this year we didn't do the walk this year but this year i just donated to them and then i'm going to help them with the packing as well over the weekend so So if you remember when we started doing the we don't need to talk about that was when we were going to deliver the hampers, wasn't it? Not these hampers. Yeah. Oh, so was it was, these hampers? No, that was like the COVID crisis hampers over the summer. Um, oh, okay. These are the Christmas appeal hampers. So basically kind of families in like deprived areas and, you know, people who don't have any money, they kind of, they basically deliver Christmas to them, which is like really nice. It's this huge hamper, like full of food. They do like age and age appropriate like toys and that for the children. So it's literally like Santa turns off. It's really sweet. It is really sweet. And it's good that you, and you're giving you a full weekend next weekend, aren't you? Yeah, Saturday and Sunday, yeah. It's um, it's hard work. You kind of think you're going to turn up and you're like, yeah, you know, we're volunteering, we're packing some hampers, it's fine. Yeah, but Steve's a taskmaster, isn't he? It's hard work. Like, you can't wait. Like, my hands were just covered in, like, little cuts and bruises and things. Like, my nails were completely wrecked. I mean, because you... It's hard work. Like, you've, got, you've got to have the mentality that the guy, Steve, who's, like, the founder of it, and he's yeah. a great guy, obviously, yeah, to, yeah. to put this much back into the community. But in order for this to run like a machine, he's got to have, like, a proper militant and military attitude. And he puts you through your paces, doesn't he? Yeah, it's a major project. And it's, it's oh, rightly so, like, treated as a major project. But it's not like, oh, I'll just turn off, I'll have a cup of tea, I'll do some packet. Like, it's not like that. Like, you are worked hard. It's exhausting as well, because the heavy stuff, you know, it's loads of, like, it's loads of food that's suitable for low-income families to use as well. So, you know, like, a lot of tins, and mm. like, like that kind of thing. So, it's all, like, heavy stuff. And the hampers themselves are huge. So, even, it takes two people to lift one box. Bloody hell. Like, seriously, like, if you get shouted at if you try and lift it yourself. <laughs> fair enough. Because he's big on manual handling. I mean, um, as yeah, you can... Yeah, no, because it's that big, the box will break. Oh, if it's I've got okay. support from both sides. Wow. Gen- seriously, yeah. I mean, you may be thinking, is Kev going to obviously volunteer his time as well? And the answer is no. Kev's going to podcast and play FIFA and eat junk food. And that's my donation to charity. How's that a donation to charity? Because I might drop a box. So I've saved what? someone's Christmas by not going in and being a fool. 
Anyway, you're not here to talk about your wonderful charity work that you don't like to talk about. I, I dragged that out here, so I'm sorry. I just think it's very good because I don't do it. I don't have that in me. I'm a horrible human being. <laughs> you're not a horrible human being. But um, I'm not with you, but like, yeah, that's it, <laughs> really. Um, <laughs> so pretty good to the neighbour's cat. Well, the neighbour's cat, yeah, well. The neighbours, they owe me a fair few, <laughs> tell you what. Speaking of which, we received uh, a wonderful gift, didn't we? I do oh, want to say this on this section so whilst good. you're here. Yeah. Um, Carol, one of our listeners, sent us, um, she makes chocolates and chocolatey goods and she sent us some. And within... She was, made that? Yeah. I didn't realise she made it. I thought she just sent it to us, like, I don't bought it and sent no, it. No, no, she makes it. Oh, I didn't realise that. Yeah. That's even nicer. And um, a little chocolate pizza because she knows I like pizza. Yeah, it's really sweet. I love chocolate. Um, she also sent in some treats for the cat, for the neighbour's cat. Yeah, she couldn't leave out the neighbour's cat. Yeah, so exactly. Fun. And it's mad to think that, thanks to the podcast, the neighbour's cat has fans. I know, she actually gets fans. Like, she doesn't well, can't appreciate happen. it. Or maybe she can. <laughs> maybe she sat she there going... She appreciated the dreamies. Well, she appreciated the dreamies, yeah. Anyway, none of this is spooky. And we, you know, we have a, a certain set of guidelines on the reboot that we stay spooky. But you know it's like Christmas. To thank but anyway, Carol for the card though, because the card was really, really cardinally, I'd be, be crying. To yeah, be the card was really, really sweet and really kind. Thank you, Carol. It means a lot. It does mean a lot. So thank you very much. But moving back into the world of the paranormal, anything spooky happened to you of late? Um, there, no, there was rustling upstairs the other day. So I'm fair. I think we might have a mouse again. Well, the, that's why we we borrowed <laughs> the neighbour's cat. <laughs> that's why we, why we're so kind to the neighbour's cat. Yeah, I know she was downstairs. So. Well, I heard the neighbour's cat pulling on the carpet the other day, and she was next to me. And mice don't do that. So I uh, then again, I suppose neither did poltergeists, unless they're like, "Gonna fuck your carpet up because I'm a oh, poltergeist." You know what I did realise? So when the neighbour's cat sometimes, if she gets in bed with us to like snuggle and like keep warm yeah. and things, it's like a real honour, isn't it? Oh so yeah, it's a privilege. Like, yeah. You try and stay still so you don't scare her, and you know you don't make her uncomfortable or anything. Um, anyway, so she was doing this the other night, like, and I was absolutely loving it. And I fell asleep, and when I like, I woke up a little bit, and I, you know, I was being very still because I could feel there. Anyway, realized I realized hours later that she was well gone, and what was next to me was that fairy hot water bottle. Oh, really? <laughs> I've been very gently trying not to disturb the whole night. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, she. It is funny how she like dictates things. Like, I woke. I was going to be dad's early this morning. I was going to leave for half seven. I woke up at half seven, and Be- Becca went. Haven't you better leave? You, you know, you're going to be late. And I went, yeah, but the cat's on me. And, and we, that, we were both like, okay, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you're enough, not yeah. leaving yet. Yeah, no, completely. We both in full agreement that obviously you weren't going anywhere while she was on you. So anyway, to the paranormal. This again, paranormal. because you're Reddit Corner, do you want us to do your Reddit Corner welcome? Well, not, unless I'm, not until I'm about to start. Oh, fair story. enough. Well, anyway, because it's from Reddit, these are hot off the presses. So the tale you're about to hear now, or the paranormal experience, is only two hours old. Wow. And it comes from John Madden 9999. Real name. I wonder what Mrs. John Madden 9999 decided to... Anyway. Um, there you go. Okay. That's okay. what you're reading out. Okay. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. The pro. Let's begin. This is titled Paranormal Experience. Speak into the microphone a bit more if you, you can. You always say speak to the side of the microphone. Yeah, but I don't mean like... Do it in aberrant. Otherwise, you hear the plosives. Too you do much. hear the plosives. Well done. You're learning. But move. move. But you didn't teach me about plosives. Fraser Crane did. did. But Fraser Crane did. Yeah. Move a little. Move your head a bit to the right, then, so we don't get plosive, but we do get volume. Okay. How's that? That's perfect. Right. Okay. So the title is Paranormal Experience with a question mark. For context, I've lived in America since I was very young, but the rest of my family lives in Korea. This happened to me at church when I was ten. I was trying to go into the playground, but the latch to the gate between the inside and the playground was just a little too high for me. As I was jumping to reach it, a hand reached out and unlocked it for me from an older gentleman I'd never seen at the church before. 
His clothes also stood out from the other churchgoers, with a dignified air and an old-fashioned long coat and a hat, which he tipped at me and gave me a kind smile before going inside. I just shook it off and went to play with my friends. I didn't think about the encounter again until a week later when my mum got a call that her dad had passed and we had to travel to Korea to attend his funeral. Well, the guy on the altar was the man I saw that day. I was spooked to say the least. There was no way he came to America a week before his death, much less completely happy and healthy, but that's how I saw him. Maybe it was a projection of his consciousness wanting to meet his grandkids before death since I only saw him as a baby. I think he recognised me too. I still think about it to this day. Well, that is lovely. That's nice. I think that could be a thing. You know, I'm I'm, I'm a believer of that story. Are you a believer of that story, Becca? Be sceptical. Tell us. And speak into this thing which picks up your voice. How old was the kid? Ten. Ten. Deep in thought now. I mean, what what is going through your little brain? A little brain? No, I mean, little brain. Little brain. Little brain. Um, I mean... The obvious explanation is it's just a guy who looked a bit like them and a 10-year-old, like, three weeks later or however long later, has gone, oh, that was that guy I saw, and it's not, you know. Well, yeah, that's the obvious thing. But the nice thing is it's his dead granddad flying through the air, coming down like the snowman and saying, I'll get that. I'm walking in the air. Yeah, yeah, that's the nice thing, yeah. The the difference in the clothes was a bit vague, wasn't it, with a dignified air? No, I like that. I liked it, but it's vague. I like to think that. People would describe how I dress as a dignified air. Uh, like, why? I don't know. Is there like a difference in in clothing style? Like, is that what they were trying to say? Because at first, you you're thinking this person's going to be a ghost, aren't you? Like that. Well, yeah. That's where the story's I mean, going. it still is but a ghost. I thought it? when they said like different clothes, I was thinking are they meaning like old fashioned clothes? But so, like, what actually was the difference between the clothes? Like, well, was it a difference in like Korean style to American style? Good like, question. is that why it was different clothes? Well, maybe he means like, you know, if you normally, as a kid, if you go to the park, you don't see too many men well dressed in a, in a trill be saying, allow me to get the gates, sir. This was the church, though, wasn't it? Still a gate involved, wasn't there? Yeah, but you would see plenty of well dressed people. At a church. Probably saying, allow me to get speaking, the gates. Speaking of at a church, it was my local parish's last ever mass today. Oh my God, and I didn't get go. over it. I didn't go. My sister went. I didn't go. And you know what? My sister wasn't going to go because it turns out it wasn't the full mass. They were doing a liturgy and then they were doing a procession to the new church where they're going to stay for a bit. And, um, what do you mean stay for a bit? Because then they're building a bigger church to amalgamate three parishes together. Right. But when I told her this this morning, she was like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not doing a 30 yeah, minute walk. You know, normally, sorry, nearly talks about going, didn't you? I nearly talked about going, but she went. I would have went if I would have realised I could have done it within the time I'd went down, but I didn't. So for all parishioners of St. Aidan's Parish Church, I feel your pain at the local church going. Anything you want to add there, you atheist? I don't know why you keep banging on about this. It's You, you don't even go. I do in my head. What? No, you don't. But anyway, before that becomes a can of worms. <laughs> Thank you, Becca, for your paranormal Reddit corner. You are welcome. How Are you going to go out and do finish your shopping now? Yeah, yeah, I am, hopefully. I had a speedy cold this week, didn't I? You did? It was 24 it was hours? Bit... No, it wasn't. It was a few days. All right. Well, it's not that speedy, is it? Well, yeah, really. Because last time I had a cold, it was, what, three weeks? Well, that's <laughs> was true, awful. yeah. I got like, really ill. And when it first started coming, I was saying to you, this isn't fair because I've just had a cold. Um, but it seemed to... I mean, I don't think I sound 100% now, but I feel a lot better. Yeah. Good. Nearly cleared off. Well, I'm, I'm sure all of our listeners wish you well. <laughs> <I'm totally laughs> now, get out. No, I've got a tell, haven't I? 
You've got, oh yeah, Becca's tell this is hysterical when Becca's not well. I, I thought this was normal until like the other day when I said it to my dad and my dad was like, that's weird. Yeah, your eyelids go hot, don't they? Yeah. So and it's a proper tell. It's a proper tell. So the other day I said to Kev, oh, I think I might be coming down with something new. I feel a bit like, oh, I can feel it. And I said to him, feel my eyelids. So he felt them and he was like, they are a bit hot, you know, they are a bit hot. And it's then a proper next, giveaway. Yeah. And then the next day I was like, no, I, I mean, I can feel like I've definitely got a cold. And you felt them and you were like, they are roasting. You can tell, can't you? Because when you cry, your tears evaporate into little clouds above your eyebrows. Yeah, it's like cute, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I thought everyone had that. I mean, I was like, how did you even find that out? Why did you even feel your eyelids when you were ill? Like, to know that that's the case. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, it's how, a good would question. You not, how would you not know? I don't know. It's just like dead hot. Anyway, I mean, that is still scary. So it's kind of within the remit. We oh, do yeah. be in a biological... Then when I was getting better, I was like, look, I think I'm feeling better. Feel them. And you were like, they are a bit cooler, yeah. Still warm, but cooler. So to stay in the show's remit, the new remit, you need to say something spooky to end. Take me to your leader. I think it's time for you to leave. <laughs> yeah. I was very much put on the spot. Yeah, and also, it's, that's not spooky, is it? Alien? It's anyway. a shame this isn't video and it's audio, because I can really freak you out with just a look, you with can. a spooky look. You can. It's not Especially funny. Don't do it's it. It's really funny. Especially because I've got long, dark hair. And if I look at you in a certain way and widen my eyes slightly and just tilt the head... With a little yeah. smile. No, you've, and you yeah. get really... Like... No, you've, you've got proper 1970s cult leader vibes. You really have. Yeah, we did the other day and you actually started getting a bit freaked out. I do You're get like, freaked seriously, out. stop it. Seriously, stop it. It's not funny now. Stop it. No, you, you genuinely, like, if you, if you was an Hi, arsehole... Kevin. No, I'm not asked about, like, the voice. But if you was an arsehole, you could absolutely... Well, you could get yourself killed. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. really could, because I'd have to kill you. Yeah. I'd, I'd be like... You, she yeah. was possessed. You definitely believe that I was possessed. Though, I would. I'd leave. I'd sleep really in the good. hall. I'm not asked. Yeah. So, and I'm still not 100% convinced that you're not this deity. <laughs> well, because I've done it, like, occasionally. No, because, because I look into the paranormal and I have to know my life and I read weird books and I try spells and I try the Ouija board and play with pendulums and tarot cards. I, I don't know that I've not fucking conjured you up and you're just waiting for your moment to strike. Don't do that face now. You need to stop telling people that you're on to me. Do you need to leave? <laughs> I mean, you're a nice deity doing your charity work and going to buy presents, but, you know. But is that exactly what an evil deity would do to ah, get you on side? Stop it, because you'll have me convinced. I'm going to have to not record that bit. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I said something there that I had to quickly edit out. Um, so now you're just seeing this. Anyway, you need to go. Okay. All right. I, I love the way you're, you're like kicking me out now as if you didn't ask me to be here. I did ask you to be here, but now it's getting rambly, isn't it? In. All right. But thank you very much. It was a very good, well read and good, good, um, good thoughts. You are welcome, and thank you. Okay. Welcome. Say goodbye to the listeners. Bye, listeners. Thanks, Becca. Bye now. And there we have it. We tie up another episode of We Need to Talk About Ghosts. So don't forget, guys, if you like this show and you want more content, you can get over loads of, about a few hundred hours worth over on Patreon right now. Go to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Go and have a binge. Why not? And in the meantime and in between time, I'll speak to you next Sunday as we draw ever closer to Christmas. Okay, guys, take care of yourselves and each other. Copyright Jeremy Springer from the mid-90s. Tatty bye.